Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you, here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship. Welcome, nerds, to the Frugal Way, Season 2. Here we are, joined with a couple new panel members, and of course, Leia's back with her judging eyes. I mean, I know it took us three months to do Season 2. Give us a break. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Missy? Hey, guys. Uh, Miss Cantaloupe here, uh, doing well. Just... Uh... Excited to hang out and get to talk about uh, sort of our frugal grow system. And sounds like some there's some new people who want to try it out. Really excited about that and just to hang out and catch up with everyone. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Um, it's just Tribal Gardens here. It's my first time live, so uh, just a little nervous, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's just great to be here. I'm an organic uh, soil grower and uh, I hooked up, trying to hook up with uh, Abolish and the Frugal and, you know, the way of growing because I'm, to be honest with you, I'm sick of watering. I've become a slave to the water one and uh, I just, uh, yeah, I kind of stumbled across uh, you guys on YouTube and uh, I just like the vibe and I just wanted to uh, reach out and, and see where it takes us. So and I really, that. I really can't wait to see it because now that I actually get to see your setup, like, with your little watering wand, you don't even really have to get up out of your seat. You're just going to be able to turn around and water stuff and talk to us. I mean, that's a good deal. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. I'm just literally be able to fill up my uh, trays and shouldn't have to come down every day. I'll come down either way regardless because I just love doing that. But uh, I won't have to come down the water. I'll have uh, more time to take care of the ladies and do other things with them. Exactly. You get a lot more time to train and really and get the yield out of the plant, you know, instead of worrying about pH and water and all that good stuff. But uh, Red, how you doing tonight? What's happening, Abolish? Miss Seed, everybody. Uh, Red Setter Farm here. Uh, man, I am just shucking buds from this last fall's crop. And I uh, basically shucking seeds out of the buds from last uh, fall's crop. And I am ready to get going on the second season of the Frugal Force. Let's get it. I'm representing the, uh, I guess, the dark Sith side, the synthetic frugal growers. So here we go. Let's figure it out. It's nice for you to represent and not be uh, scared away by all these Jedis tonight. I can, I, I hope that I'm able to relate because outdoor i also grow frugally organically regeneratively love you guys ready to rock i keep uh, forgetting to compliment you on that hat i love it it's cool thanks man i like your hat too it's hella sweet <laughs> uh, yeah thank you you guys know where to find that mbgs.live uh spartan grown how you doing tonight 
Oh, I'm doing great, man. Flying high in my own supply, my favorite thing. And I'm stoked for the second season, man. This is the first time I'm recycling soil. I'm not throwing anything out. I'm reusing the same damn bed. I took all the leaves from that first, uh, the purple micro dot, put it right back down on the bed. Uh, the sticks were used as a mulch. Uh, I did, you know, I don't know what a handful is, but a half a cup <laughs> of uh, BioLive on the top, threw some worms in there. And I waited about two or three weeks just to let it work itself in there. I kept it moist, you know, I kept it watered. And uh, then I planted another seed of the baby Huey and it sprouted. So that's cool. So, so the second season's begun there. And then I've got another one going right next to it that's probably about a month from harvest, another baby Huey. So that's kind of cool too. Grown the same way in the same system. My little soup containers with the uh, Coco Loco in there and the pellets in the bottom underneath. It's worked so far. That's perfect. You uh, brought that up because that is the subject tonight. Is we're going to be talking about the the reset in between the your round two. And uh, we've got a couple new people joining us. Well, we we've already met one of them, uh, Dank Man Dan. Hey, how you guys doing? How you doing? Fabulous. And yourself? Super good. Glad you guys could join us. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Having a good week? Everything going good in the garden? Absolutely, guys. Uh, I just started flower. We're day seven of flower right now on my uh, pheno hunt for my divine storm, which is a, a slurry cane cross with the divine gelato. I'm pretty excited about that. I got a nice primal punch in there going, an F1. Um, yeah, rocking, man, just waiting. Uh, doing this little seed pheno hunt thing kind of slowed down my harvest, so kind of in between now from popping seeds versus taking clones, you know, but rocking, man, loving it, loving it. Cool, and uh, last but not least, we got, a, we got a, my sponsor here, you know, Everything you see growing in my garden is powered by these guys, you know, Bad Buddy Nutrients. How you doing tonight? What's going on, guys? Can you can you hear me? Yeah, it sounds good. Oh, awesome. Oh, we're just hanging out. We're just we're just gonna be listening. Just hanging out, that's all. Not 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 much of a talker, so Yeah, that's all good. We're glad you could join us. Want to check in on the bunnies They're over there, pooping and doing good? Most definitely. They're buckled down for the winter. Awesome. Tell them hi for me, and uh, thanks for the dank. So, no hey, guys, got a couple questions, if you don't mind, on that right. bad bunny. Oh, there Shoot. you go. Is it safe for me to run that in cocoa, like the Nectar 4 mix? I don't see why not. Right on. What would you do? Just top dress that? Yeah. I mean, uh, right now we're, we have a mix of the, uh, the mother earth. Yep. And we got that mixed right in with it. Right on, right on. And, and what, just reamend it, uh, when I start seeing deficiencies or should I reamend before then? Uh, every feeding lasts roughly three to four weeks. Right on, right on. So, technically, it does it does last a little longer, but just so you don't see deficiencies, we recommend every three to four weeks. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So don't feed it after probably week four and flower. Okay, okay. And uh, I'm gonna start this wicking system with you guys. I got the pots and everything. I gotta get some hydrogen and uh, work on this three by three tray and I think I'm good to go. Um, have it ready for when you guys do your grow off is when I kind of want to put all this together, run this bad bunny system I got and use your guys' systems and methods with this little grow off. So hopefully it'll be exciting to watch. Yeah. And now uh, your deficiency question with the bad bunny or uh -huh. if you see the deficiency, just go ahead and throw that on there. Even if you've done uh -huh. your feeding for the three to four weeks, because you'll normally see a, a green up within like 24 hours of that. It's really fast acting. Gotcha. Now, will I need to amend with other amendments? Any, you know, back guanos or? It depends on what your end goal is. You can make it there with a even one, one, one with them. But if you want uh, to boost it, give a little more PK, I, I keep telling people uh, that Nectar for the Gods one shot because yeah. it has no oh, nitrogen in it and it's high in PK. Got it. And, you know, it's got all the calciums and everything you want in there. Right on, right on. And then just use the recharge with that too, right, Spartan? Yeah, I'd always use recharge. I'd cut out recharge though about week four to a flower. So because okay. the thing recharge is really good at is the microbes in it are all selected to kind of fix nitrogen. So we don't really want a lot of nitrogen once you're, you know, in flower, maybe the first couple of weeks to help with the stretch if you want to. But uh, I wouldn't recommend recharge past week about four. I know some other people say, even Scotty says you can work, use it past that, but uh, I kind of cut off after about week four. And absolutely, I know exactly what you're talking about because I ran it longer in flower and I could never get a fade. No matter how much I flushed, they were always green. I couldn't get a fade. So, so there yeah, you go. I noticed, yep. I noticed the same as well. I ran it, uh, I actually didn't know any better, and I ran it all the way up to like six and seven. And uh, yeah, the plants, I, I didn't quite get as nice as fade as I do now. So just one of those things I've learned along the way, I guess. Absolutely. That's That's every day. And I appreciate that feedback because, uh, I mean, I'm a huge DGC. Uh, I mean, I would love to figure out the exact way to work recharge into this system because it would be cool to do a reset with it. I mean, for what it does, it's loaded with trichoderma. So, like, we harvest and then theoretically we throw the recharge on there. It's going to go in there and break up a bunch of stuff right away, make it available. And you guys said it's high in nitrogen. So, hey, we're in veg now. Yeah. Yep. I haven't. You guys start using your recharge. So it depends on what I'm what I'm growing because what I'm doing with this system is I've I was testing it with autoflowers, so autoflowers aren't very nice. You know they don't really need a, a lot of nutrient, so I didn't really use I, I only watered maybe twice with recharge for the whole life of the auto plant or autoflower because I didn't want to load it up with a bunch of nitrogen because if it's flowering and you have a high nitrogen in your soil, it's probably going to stunt your plants growth. And if you stunt an autoflower, you can never get it back. It's, it's, yeah. you don't have any extra veg time or anything like that. So I was trying to really baby it and not give it much. And so, uh, yeah, I only did. So in that case, I would, I would go with not a whole lot, but if you're just growing a regular photo period, you could water it. And I've done this at a low rate, like uh, two and a half milliliters, uh, 
whatever that comes out to. And was that a quarter of a teaspoon or something? Or maybe it's a half teaspoon. I can't remember. Whatever two and a half milliliters is, whatever that works out to in, in teaspoons or whatever. Every watering and all the way up until about week four, cut it off. You can 100% do that. It, it's just a cost analysis thing. You know, can you afford to do that? And do you get a benefit that's worth the extra cost? So that's something you got to figure out for yourself because everybody's scale is different. Everybody's environment is different. So the plants will grow differently. So I would say try it on a portion of your plants and see what you can, you know, and then, you know, running clones so that everything's as, as close to being the same as possible and, and compare your results and, and make that decision for yourself, you know, in your environment. And that's what season, this season two is all about is uh, unleashing the frugal forest part one or season one, we did the minimalist system, like base what you needed water only to get through there. Now we're going to start uh, applying all the tricks that we've learned from the synthetic and the organic environment to get the most out of our plant flavor, yield, you know, all that good stuff. Now, if you're running synthetics and using microbes and things like that, you might be able to dial your uh, EC down a lot, maybe 10%. Um, Maybe if you were topping with Bad Bunny, you might be able to dial your EC down 20, 30, 50%, depending on how much uh, compost you might be adding to your cocoa. Um, but you can definitely do a synganic method to where you're, you know, you using just compost, cocoa, some microbes, and maybe, you know, some perlite for aeration and uh, adding like a very low EC with some runoff, uh, enough enough salts to not kill those microbes and beneficials from the compost though. You don't want to run a 1.0 EC. You're going to kill everything. Well, you might kill everything. I don't know for sure, but uh, Tribus, for example, is said to have um, the right kind of microbes to sustain a higher salinity. So I use Tribus uh, when I'm running salts and I actually run just a normal EC. Uh, well, I, I lower my EC a little bit when I am using Tribus, but I have yet to use recharge. I do have a pack of recharge that I got and I plan to use it in veg. So I'm going to start using recharge in veg with probably uh, maybe like a 0.5 EC and see where that gets me. So coming from the synthetic side, see how I can dial down my costs. The only thing I'd like to expand on with what uh, Red was just going over too is though when you're adding organic material other than cocoa into cocoa, you have to realize that cocoa likes, you know, a, a high cocoa mix likes a 5.8 usually pH, 5.8, 6.0, somewhere in that range. But if you keep adding a ton of organic material, worm castings and, and bad bunny, and if you get to a point to where you're, you know, probably more than 30 to 40% of those things other than cocoa, you're going to get more closer to now you're dealing with soil and, and your pH is going to have to be a whole different range. Now you're going to want to get up to that 6.5 range and sit in that area. So when you're trying to mix these two together, you have to be aware of, am I still in a, is it porous enough? Is it, can the water go to go through? Well, technically speaking, is there going to be enough oxygen for my roots enough to still be a hydroponic pH or am I more closer to, an organic pH, you know, a soil pH. So you keep that in mind when you're mixing the two because there's two pH ranges you're playing with. And now it's, it's my understanding that when there's 
I don't know, extra salts when there's, well, I know, for, I know for sure that my, um, my fertilizer regimen lowers my pH because I use pH up when I, when I apply or when I mix my reservoir. So if there's an excessive amount of salts in my root ball, I know that my pH is going to probably be dropping within the root ball. Um, if your salts are building up, if you will, uh, you're going to lower your pH. So it's always probably good to do that. I'm, I'm, in the same understanding is that the same thing happens with organic matter, like the organic matter and the microbes tend to sort of allow that pH, the, the pH tends to drift down. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I'm hundred percent correct with that, but is that, is that why we're, we're going up, we're raising our pHs in those scenarios? Yeah. Starting? That's why we uh, like in the list I'm going to go over for our reamending, we use stuff like lime to raise the pH because it'll slowly go down over time on us. And now, that'll hold it between six and seven if you have the right amount in there. Now guys, when I very first started growing, um, I was using the General Hydroponics Flora series, okay? In the cocoa and I was so used to the five, five to five H pH range for the cocoa. Then when I switched over to the nectar for the gods, now Scott Ostrander is telling me that, hey, you got to run a 6.2 to 6.8 pH in your cocoa. You know, um, that's going to be hard for me to change my thinking back to like Spartan was saying, I treat it like it's soil or do I treat it like it's hydroponics? You know, where, what would you guys recommend? Treat it like it's hydro, uh, soil and pH the water 6.5 or what? Yeah, if you're running nectar, run it just what he recommends because that's a kind of a uh, a unique line in that it's for one it's natural at least and I believe it's organic, but it's at least natural. But what I like about it is it's a calcium based line. A lot of the micronutrients and everything else, he kind of piggybacks or chelates onto the calcium. So yeah. everything focuses on like multiple different ways and forms of calcium to get that to be uptake all this other stuff into the plant at the same time. And Spartan, and, you might have misunderstood my question. My, when I'm referring, I'm referring to this little three by three grow I'm gonna be doing with the frugal way, with the hydrogen and the cocoa and the bad bunny. I understand the nectar line okay. and stuff, not, not to cut you off, but you know, do I even pH that water that's in that I pour in that hydrogen or you guys just pour straight RO water in there or yeah believe it or not I've always gone straight tap right there into the the res because I believe it gives it enough time for if chlorine is going to be a big issue it's gonna uh, have time to evaporate down there and I met I've always imagined there's another uh, ecosystem down there to start to deal with the chlorine and anything else to be bad before it even hits my soil. It, I just feel like it's a slow process getting in there, gotcha. and it, it, it never hurt it too much. It's like a reverse filter. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. No, Bull, and, and to answer your question that you were asking, then I think I must I did misunderstand you, but to I'm answer sorry, your question, Spartan, I, I probably yeah. it But to me. answer your question, then yeah, yes, you do want to treat it like soil because the coco loco is amended with, like I was saying, is amended with a lot of uh, worm castings. Yeah. And, things like that so yes treat that like soil right on right on 
And yeah, you know, once you add your worms, it ends up looking like soil after like a run anyways. You can't tell. Usually I don't have no damn root or not, nothing left but a root ball. Mm -hmm. It's all root, so. Cause I'm, I'm going to try a, uh, I'm going to try a four by four with uh, the hydrogen. I just started it last week. It's already halfway through the cycle, but I just wanted to, I'm sick of the watering one. So I really wanted to try this new watering method. So, but I'm, uh, I'm running all our water, in, our old water in my, uh, I have a 2000 liter tank. So that's all our water. And I have to add CalMag back into it. Um, Cause that's, I, I need to re-add it into it. Do uh, do you recommend putting the CalMag in that reservoir as well, like in the actual tray, or can I just get away with straight RO water? The thing I would be worried about with RO water is because it doesn't have anything in it, and if it hits uh, any kind of like nutrient, well, I guess no, I guess it wouldn't be a worry because if, if it grabbed anything out of your soil, it would just pull it down into your res, and you would suck it up anyways because you don't waste any of your water. So I, I don't think it'll be an issue, but I don't have personal experience with using RO in the system. Well, I guess we'll find out. I would, um, if you have it, I would use the CalMag because you're not gonna hurt anything by having a little extra CalMag. <laughs> and you could hurt yourself by not having it there if it's yeah. needed. Yeah, I, I found that um, in the past, if I didn't add the CalMag, just in my reservoir, you know what I mean? I definitely ran into issues. I've actually noticed that I've had to add probably twice as much. Um, I'm probably up around three or four mil um, just to get my plants to stay nice and healthy and green. I know when I've ran none for a period of time, then yeah, it just, uh, things go south real quick. Yeah, so I, wouldn't, I would definitely use it then just because of what you told me and yeah and I would anyway because it's more of a it's easier to be safe one way than it is the other and I mean yeah I don't think you're going to run into an issue by overfeeding with a you know a couple mils of CalMag even if you wanted to go down to two um, I think it's still important to have it there because the RO is not going to offer it any at all and I'd also recommend uh, from like the data that I've gotten back with people that run this with a peat base is uh, do your wicking at a lower level. Uh, make sure you get in there and you watch it. Like don't definitely don't overwater this one unless you have to, because I know that the peat one will suffer more than the cocoa based ones. You can't even tell when the cocoa is overwatered half the time other than it's slower growth. Peat. I think you can get some swings that you need to watch out for. So just don't get too high with it. Let let it have dry out periods. But as soon as you get the Coco Loco, I think you'll you'll be fine if you do that. Did uh, I literally just all I did when I cut that plant down for the first time, and I I'd been mulching the leaves on the top or whatever, but. I took like one scoop out of my worm bin. I just moved the crap out of the way until I got to the, what looks like soil, but it's just the worm crap. And uh, <laughs> took a scoop of that out and just literally dropped it right in. And it had probably about 12 red wigglers, you know, squirming around. And it's amazing how quickly they just disappear. They just disappear in that stuff. And Dude, so that's, that, I, that's why I say just like three or four per pot, man. They, they breed like crazy. Yeah, so I thought that was cool, and then uh, 
I don't know if you saw, I made an Instagram post, but one of my, uh, those D's bags, mushroom bags that uh, Darren makes for me, uh, blew out and uh, had the mushroom starting to bloom out one of the side corners. So I took that and put it in there. So it looked cool as shit because I had a little volunteer, uh, like, I don't know, weed of some sort or a piece of grass or something it was growing out one side. There's like a mulch of a bunch of brown leaves. There's a little seedling popping up in the middle of the, I think it was a baby Huey. And then I have that mushroom bag in the back with this giant blue oyster mushroom just engulfing the whole backside of the, the picture. It's, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I but, see. My little piece of nature. <laughs> you should see if a plant will grow out of a used, like a spent mushroom bag, like after it's all done. Try Dude, to, like, I put a clone in it. I put my worms, I put it in my worm bin and they fucking love that shit. I bet they do, man. Talk about fungal overload. Yeah. And it kind of, it's cool because the mycelium actually, if you just leave it alone, the mycelium kind of spreads out in the top of the worm bin too. You can see it trying to colonize the rest of the worm bin. Yeah. The worms just crawl all through it and fuck it up and eventually grind it down to nothing. Speaking of mycelium and fungi, that's going to be one of the real deep advanced subjects. Uh, I don't know. It's... It's kind of controversial right now. Uh, it's about fungi, and I've been getting a lot of data. Uh, two sources specifically, shout out to 710 Canuck and uh, Cannabis Organium. Uh, they both brought to my attention that uh, fungi can actually be parasitic, even the ones that we're commonly using right now. Uh, but we're going to get more into that. Don't, don't freak out because it's you guys, most of you guys are doing no-till and you're doing regenerative. It's not the end of the world. But that's, that's a whole episode on its own. And we're back. Time to get a, get a little nerdy in uh, honor of our roots uh where we left off in the last frugal series we pretty much got to uh harvest and then we started talking about some of our spiritual beliefs and whatnot and it's been a little while and i'm sure people have harvested and they haven't had a direct guide on what to do to reset their soil other than just dming me uh so we're gonna do this now and I'm going to go over the, the three things, that, the three main things other than your re-amending, which you always do your, your frugal build. You put that in there, plus these three items right here that I'm going to go over. These are your soil conditioners. The first one is gypsum. Gypsum is one of the earliest forms of fertilizer in the United States. It has been applied to agricultural soils for over 250 years. Gypsum is moderately soluble source of essential plant nutrients, calcium, and sulfur, and can improve overall plant growth. Gypsum does not change the pH of the soil. We're just adding that in there as a conditioner. Like if you had an outdoor soil that's really, really compacted, you can just start adding gypsum in there, and it'll make it to where, think of it like a, I like to think of it like a, a form of a sap in it, like helps your uh, soil hold water and nutrients in there and uh, helps with erosion, all that good stuff. When when we do it, of course, we don't have an exact measurement, but for our 15-gallon beds, 
we use a handful of it and I spread it across the whole thing. That's that's my dosage. I, I'm sorry, guys. I don't like to measure things. I've never been like that. I use the force. <laughs> but uh, next up, I mean, have you got any of you guys use gypsum? You got any experience with it? I don't. I haven't used it, but I've looked into other recipes that do kind of call for it. Um, I've also seen that it is you can get it out of drywall but it should be taken in caution because it is produced as a uh, household product and it could have chemicals in it but basically there's fiberglass and drywall yeah there is fiberglass in it and then as far as other sourcings of it you don't know what kind of heavy metals could potentially be in it but there shouldn't be shouldn't really be anything but yeah fiberglass for sure and then it's like gypsum but maybe if you have an old old house that you're you know you got some old sheetrock laying around you could probably source it from that that's all i know about it but i have seen recipes that use it well uh we all know we all know that a little bit of uh sulfur in the soil or in the feeding regimen brings up the flavor this is one way to make sure you get that just a little bit of sulfur in there that you need is throwing that gypsum in there every run I mean, unless I mean, I like to use wettable sulfur, but I'm not sure exactly how much of that makes it down into the soil itself. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it would. You know, when we go, we spray it, and then we defoliate it, and then it's breaking down in there. You know, we're getting sulfur in there, right? You know, we're getting plenty then. We just started using sulfur last run. Uh, it's we've been using the soap nuts for years, but it's just it's not smart to have just one form of IPM regiment. You need to rotate at least two, and that's the one we ended up landing on. And I'm liking it so far because you only have to use it like twice. But uh, on to the next one is lime. I'm sure everybody's used lime. It's a soil conditioner. While it does contain some nutrients, it's not a fertilizer. It it can uh, actually reduce the effects of elements like manganese aluminum iron which are acidic and toxic to plant which is really good because we're we're worried about that kind of stuff uh in uh our no-till no or frugal or regenerative type of farming and at uh you know the same time it supports essential nutrients like copper phosphorus zinc lime like we talked about uh in the first half also raises uh the soil ph it'll keep it around 6.0 to 7 if you're keeping the right the recommended dosage for the amount of soil you have and uh yeah you guys uh got anything to say on lime i use uh i use a bit of dolomite lime in my uh super soil that's what i use it just sweetens the soil and helps uh, i believe this established uh, the ph uh, bring it closer to neutral as far as i know uh don't quote me on that but uh yeah that's kind of what i've been uh using dolomite lime for in the last few years to my uh super soil recipe if you live in northern michigan or any state in the country that is the land of the pines those pine needles are going to drastically lower your ph it might even make it so that the only things that really grow out there are low ph uh, plants like berries and oaks and things like that you might notice a uh, real limited vegetation you if you try to grow outdoors and in the ground and those kind of 
forest areas, you might need to add some lime to help raise your pH and make it so that you can get a better diversity of plants in there. That's what I do know about lime as far as pH goes. I never thought about it like that. That's that's genius. I, I know it is a big trick for uh, some some northern Michigan guys. I've I've heard some guys talk about some things like back in uh, back in the day talk about gorilla growing in the pine forest and things like that and having to dump loads of lime in there because of that. But something that I do notice uh, as a as a like frequent hiker and uh, forest enthusiast, you know, it's uh, limited vegetation in the pine forest. There's limited uh, limited fungal growth and things like that. And uh, you know, it probably has something to do with it being plowed and forested over the past 60 years. But I, I think more of it has to do with all of the pine needles and making it so that what what's able to grow in those lower pH environments is all that exists. Never thought about it like that. It just blew my mind, Red. Hey, you're welcome, man. At least that's just me brainstorming on the idea. Yeah. Probably repeating some things that people smarter than me have, have said themselves. That's generally all we're doing. All of us are doing. <laughs> it's nice to get reminders. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, same thing with the the P or the lime. It's just a handful across the 15 gallon bed or the 10 gallon bed. Make sure you spread it evenly. If you mess up and it comes down in clumps, it happens. Uh, just when you go to do your one top watering that I recommend after that top feed or the reamending, uh, use that to spread that nutrient out or that or get your hands in there, whatever you got to do. But don't let it soak down in there in one concentrated pile you can run into issues with stuff like uh our black soldier frass because that is some strong uh nutrient but yeah other other than that just wanted to have a little bit of fun to close out tonight and talk about some possible upcoming episodes that are going to be a little bit of different format than this and see what you guys think of them and uh, the first one was an actual like KNF walk in the forest. When it gets a little nicer, uh, I want to go out and do like live uh, presentations and show you guys how to make ferments and what you're looking for, what time of day you want to go out and do it. Like, so you think that's something to be into? Absolutely. <laughs> totally dig that. Right Tell on. me when and where and I'll put my hiking shoes on. That sounds good, Red. That'd be a perfect show for me and you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that, actually, because uh, I live in an extremely remote place in, in northern uh, Ontario in Canada up here, and it's it's this bush. It's like literally bush for miles and miles and miles and miles as far as you can. So I know there's some, uh, you know, some wonderful uh, treats for me to find in the, in the in the woods around here. I know we uh, we harvest chaga and we harvest uh, morel mushrooms right now. So I know there's probably some other, uh, some beautiful things that I can uh, be educated about there. And uh, I think our forces might be a little similar just being across the border and whatnot. So yeah, it might be uh, definitely interested in seeing what you can come up with. 
I can't wait. That it's it's something I used to have a lot of fun with that I've kind of gotten away from just because that it was a lot of work and I went to more simple uh like top dressing methods and whatnot, but I really do enjoy the the K and F. Like when you can go when you run out of something and being able to go out your say your backyard or drive like an hour away and replace it yourself with some brown sugar, that's pretty cool. That is cool. But uh, other than that, I have another one. I've been I've been scratching at this topic for a while, trying to get uh, people to do it and the right the right group together for it. And it's I, it would definitely be a little controversial for our live. I don't think our live would touch it. And it's uh, sex and cannabis. Hey, right on, man. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, touchy subject, I guess, for some people. I definitely think uh, when we go to have that episode, we need to have some more ladies on the panel. I want it half and half for sure, or more ladies and dudes if we can. Yeah, I think that's a big topic. That's a real important topic, actually, especially uh, partners. Um, there's there's a lot of caveats to that. Um, I mean, gosh, so you got some partners that uh that don't smoke cannabis and how that affects things and you know i mean there's all kinds of different things that to that topic but i mean mean, the other thing is there's a lot of new products coming out that are using cannabis and sex like medicated lubricants and things like that and um that's something i'd really like to you know learn more about or talk about i think your audience would uh dig it you know it's growing more and more every week so we're about healing people you know with this plant and is whatever taboo or controversial as it sounds you know the, the sex talk but sex is important hey, sex to heals everybody. too man sex yeah. heals so it's important yeah i mean it's a you know in, integral part of being human it's like you said we're talking about overall wellness sometimes you know someone might be struggling with something sexually and that can cause lots of you know mental issues other physical issues things like that and if cannabis can help heal there let's say there's i mean there's synthetic forms of what stamina boosters for both men and women why not like have that natural form that we all can grow in our closets or backyards you know and there's our stamina booster you know most of us have been using it for years. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, another thing I, I hate to say it, but some people out there, I mean, they're, they're not the best or they don't get off that well with their partner. You do a couple drops of something like cannabis oil. It could be a game changer for you. Like I've, we've made a, a loop for many, many years and I've had, it's not just myself testing. I've had patients testing and all that, and it really does change your. It might at least change. You like it, don't you? Yeah. I mean, don't be bashful. No, no, I'm not being bashful about it. Yeah, no, it's right sensitivity, definitely uh, for myself, um, and I think for some women they need it. You know, increased sensitivity, things like that. So. I was perfectly happy with 
if you gave me that oil and turned a fan on, I could probably get off. <laughs> I think in the same respect, I think that there's also caveat, uh, uh, not caveat, there's aspects of it that could uh, decrease sensitivity, you know, for men and things like that, which could also uh, prolong the situation or help the situation, you know. And cannabis is uh, definitely, definitely part of that, that topic. I think it's a good topic for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny you bring it up because I was actually just part of a six-week pain management course up at the, our local hospital here, and it was actually brought up uh, like everybody was in pain, obviously, it's a chronic pain management course, and people were talking about, you know, some people there, they haven't had sex with their partners in, in multiple months or even years in some cases because they're just physically not able to do that um, due to pain and, and there's physical movement. And with the help of cannabis, like not everybody, obviously, but there are a couple of people in that course that have, they're having, they're having sex now. They're having mad, they rekindled their marriage and it's because of cannabis, you know, they're, they're not in that agonizingly pain anymore. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty amazing plant. That's for sure. I think one of the biggest like libido crashers is stress. Um, and you know, I mean, what are we doing every time we're smoking? We're, we're decreasing stress, you know? Yeah. It's pretty intense, you guys, because, I mean, you get, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I don't have a science degree, but I'm pretty sure it passes directly into the blood-brain uh, barrier, or through the blood-brain barrier. <laughs> I'm all tongue-tied. You guys know what I'm saying. Pretty sure it gets right in there without having to pass through your liver or any other kind of filtration in your body. So, like, like, the, like your armpits in the bottom of your feet, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, like, like there's a couple areas that, like, the skin, like, they're like direct, direct into your bloodstream areas. And, like, your armpits are one of them. I think there's glands or something that do it. There's armpits, bottom of your feet, and there's belly button. Your eyes, I think, are another area. Your eyes, your palms, I think, <laughs> your belly button. <laughs> That's that's really good to know. That's another thing I didn't know. Red blowing blowing my mind tonight. Careful Full knowledge, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I guess we're definitely gonna do that one. It sounds like it's a good idea. And then um, the last one was uh, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning is the actual force unleash build, where we're combining uh, the best we can with regenerative farming and some of these specialized products out there. All about the regenerative farming. I mean, it's a great way to reuse your resources, and save money and sounds great guys. Sounds great. Yeah. Once you get rolling, you buy all your stuff in bulk. I mean, you're really only paying for electricity forever. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, I definitely need to be more frugal in my way of growing. I've basically accumulated like three or four years worth of seven gallon fabric pots and I'm running out of place to put them all. So I really need to, I know it's like, there's literally thousands of dollars worth of valuable soil out there and I, and I don't have the knowledge to, uh, and I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that don't have the knowledge to transform it and to be able to reuse it without running into issues, you know? So I'm kind of hesitant, uh, but I'm definitely, uh, I have plans for that soil. Someday. Oh, if it's if it's outdoor, we're gonna turn that into the most badass outdoor regenerative thing here this summer. Red Red's got an awesome setup. He's really good at that. 
Awesome. I'd like to pick your brain, Red. Uh, my wife and I started a little compost bin now, and we're composting all our stems, and nothing goes to the landfill, guys. Everything is returned back to nature. Actually, uh, the kindling, or the sorry, the all the stalks, it makes amazing kindling. That's what I use to light my wood stove every day. Right on. It's amazing firewood. It does make it does make good firewood. Um, definitely, if you need to heat your homes or anything or get a fire started, dude, that stuff goes up in flames for sure. Uh, if you're trying to use the carbon for other other reasons, you know, like worm food and stuff like that, um, you know, if you can get away with not burning it, you know, definitely burn a fire if you got if you can use that overheat and things like that. You know, I I agree. But if you can avoid fire and burning the stuff, try to compost with it the best you can because uh, it'll make some of the best worm food. Um, man, I used to throw all of my leaves, I used to throw all my grass clippings and everything. I used to give it for free to the city, right? I just give it away to them, put them in bags. I would spend money on bags, spend 10 bucks on packs of bags, load my leaves into it, and then ship it all off to the city and get frustrated when I have too many and they wouldn't take them all, right? And I'd make a mess, you know, because they'd be sitting out back for the rest of the winter because the, you know, it was just a frustrating situation. You know, learn a little bit about gardening and regenerative uh, uh, concepts and things, and how to maybe, you know, minimize some of these costs. Well, I, this year was the first year I didn't mess with any bags. I took all of my leaves. Um, I didn't even rake my yard actually. I tossed the bagger on my lawn mower, just a small like 30-inch push mower, and I ran over my yard. And, and I bagged everything once, I bagged everything twice. I cut my, my fortunately it's just a small front yard, but it was f completely full of leaves, probably a good four inches thick of leaves. With three passes, you know, it took me about an hour, hour and a half to cut the grass and clean it up. I didn't have to, you know, I wasn't sitting there breaking my back raking. I don't mess with leaf blowers either, just because, uh, it, I don't know, I've always thought that that was a little bit more of a hassle than what it has to be as well. Um, extension cords and the same, but. Uh, so anyways, long story short, I hauled all those leaves, chopped them up with a lawnmower and just kind of placed them in all my grow beds. And it was just enough to fill up my grow beds and, you know, <clears throat> the stuff that I pulled out of the street, I put in the area where my wildflowers grow. Um, just because it comes out of the road, you know, it's uh, road trash, cars and all of that stuff, dust and everything from the cars and exhaust. I, I put all of that, uh, road leaf rubbish into the um my wildflowers what which is basically my pollinator my pollinator area that way i'm not growing food out of it and all that's not dealing with heavy metals in my food or anything like that uh, not that there might be any lead i don't know we don't have leaded gasoline anymore but that's something they used to deal with back in the day anyways uh so my neighbor he had like two huge leaf piles sitting in his yard and i had to take care of my yard right and <clears throat> so these leaf piles are sitting there and they're kind of in my way to for what I had to do. So I took all of his leaves like a regenerative vigilante. And a couple hours later, the leaf uh, company comes back with their truck and pulls up in front of his yard like, uh, hey man, did you take all of his leaves? And I'm sitting there folding up my tarp and I'm all done. You know, it took me about an hour to clean up all his leaves and my leaves. And I'm like, yeah, man, I got you guys. I took care of it all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they offered me a job after that, but you know, I kind of turned it down. Good. They're like, man, I saw how you were back there taking care of. It. I'm like, man, I'm just mulching everything up and keeping it all for myself. You know, I'm gonna use it all next year for worm food and grow medicine out of it. Oh, yeah. All right, sorry about the ear beating, guys.
That was all right. That was a good story. No, that was an awesome story. <laughs> that was actually a great way to to end the night here because uh, we have the timer of death up here, so it's a perfect time. So uh, let's go ahead and do some shout outs and closing. Uh, Red, you want to go ahead first since you just uh, got done talking. Go ahead and get that out of the way and give your vocal cords yeah. a rest. Why not just keep on throwing out this wind here? Uh, man, Red Setter Farm, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on the on YouTube. You can find me on Cannabis, all the cannabis platforms. If, they're, if I'm not on a cannabis platform, shout me out. Maybe I'll sign up on one. And, uh, yeah, I just released a, a kind of update on my YouTube this past week. So if you guys want to check that out, Red Setter Farm YouTube. Also, um, I'm going to be having a up. Well, I don't know when this is going to be premiered, but there's going to be updates on the Michigan Bros Show channel. So check them out, too. Peace out, everybody. Rock and roll. Dank Man Dan. What's up, guys? It's Dank Man Dan. You can find me on Instagram. Following these guys on their fine show, the Michigan Bros Grow Show. Uh, I'm just growing the weed, smoking the dank, listening to what these guys say because they're full of great knowledge. Peace, guys. Tribal Gardens. Hey guys, Tribal Gardens here. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Tribal Gardens. Uh, I'm just a first time live medical patient. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, this plant has literally changed my life, saved my life, and I plan to dedicate the rest of my life to this plant. And that's what I've been doing for the last four or five years. And I just, just really grateful to be here and really grateful to have a second chance at life, man. You really want to know? I'm just so grateful to be alive. And this plant's done it for me, so I just I want to give back. I've learned how to grow now. I am I'm still learning. I don't know nothing. I don't know shit, but I'm I'm trying. And uh, whatever I'm I'm more than willing to help out whoever I can. So hit me up if you got any questions. More than happy to help. And just want to shout out to the Michigan Bro Grow Show for having me. And uh, yeah, man, you guys have uh, you guys are doing good. I think 2020 is going to be a year for uh, for this channel. I think she's going to blow up. And you guys have such kind words. Bad Bunny. You still with us? He must have had to go check on the bunnies. Uh, Can Miss I go for a round two? I want a round yeah. two. Oh, yeah. You deserve Just, it tonight. And because you. I didn't shout anybody out. And these guys that came on, Dank Van Dan, Tribal, Bad Bunny, I know you're uh, somewhere in the galaxy uh, far, far away in the J3 Prime. Please, uh, guys, come on back for another another round because it was awesome. And shout out to round two of the season two. And Abolish, man, you're putting in hella hard work, man. Shout you out big time. That's all I wanted, man. Thanks for that second round. Appreciate it. And, of course, the beautiful Miss C. Thanks for letting me hang out tonight, guys. Uh, it's always fun to listen in and sort of now get to see some of the people from the fans from chat get to meet you guys and get you on here that's really exciting uh that's you know that's what brings me sort of into all this and feeling passionate about it is the community aspect and so it just really makes me happy to see you guys on today and like red said we'd love to have you back another time and uh see sort of how you implement the frugal way into your garden so yeah, definitely shout out to you guys. Like, thank you for coming on here. And 
doing i mean it might be thank you thank man dan you might have done a show before i don't i don't remember or not no i don't think so okay so like this is you guys first show and yeah you've learned most of your stuff on youtube just like just like i did like you're you're paying it for like you're gonna feel so good after you see this i'm telling you It'll become an addiction. You'll want to start doing live streams and stuff all the time. <laughs> right on, guys. Uh, right on. I that. We'll see. <laughs> right on. Well, I'll document my frugal grow for you. There you go. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll document it for you guys. Yeah, send updates because everybody enjoys uh, the updates in the beginning if we can do those. Hell yeah, man. For sure. And uh, I got a shout out to the rest of the the, the frugal council and Oh, Bad Bunny, you're back. You got to give us your final shout-outs. Oh, all right. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Just kind of gotcha. Um, I'm not sure about your um, shout-out. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Our new website, badbunnynutrients.com. Um, uh, shout out to Abolished for, uh, you know, running us in this garden. That's about it, I guess. Don't really know what else to say. Good info tonight. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, the, the shout outs are always, like, you, you don't want to miss anybody and you feel bad if you do, but. It, in the moment, you you always do. Right? Yeah, we uh, we definitely got a shout out, Spartan. He's oh. not here to close out tonight. He's he's always oh. wealth of knowledge. And then also, Miss C, I I didn't we didn't know you had all that content from the cannabis cup. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't know you. We didn't we didn't know you had all that stuff. So all of that content that we just re-aired on the Michigan Bros channel actually already aired on Abolish This channel this summer. Oh, um, is that the same stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, thought we, it was, I thought it was different stuff. No, no, it was the same stuff. We just kind of re-aired it to show how the group sort of got together before we were what we are now. Oh, I um, okay. And then I actually, we realized today that I took a ton of footage from Summer Burnout and we never published it. We only posted some pictures so we're gonna go back and edit that up and put it up because that's where kate kind of got like introduced to the group and had like her first sessions with us and everything and stuff so definitely want to get that up there i was at summer burnout trying to hook up with you guys and couldn't we just didn't bump into get into each other and then old man hermit hash was posting on instagram and he was behind me in line and I'm I'm on it. I'm on his Instagram photo. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, our past just wasn't meant to be met, meet, met. Then I guess, but you missed the epic porta potty rotation. That that was legendary. Hey man, I got some great genetics while I was down there and some frigoli sauce, so it was good. Everyone needs to like wear a shirt with their Instagram handle, like large print on their back, so I know who people are. Because right we did that with someone else too. They like later realized that we were right next to each other and just didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it is what it is. And now I, I have probably have Dankman attire now, so I'm good to go. You'll find okay. me. <laughs> well, 
Well, it's fun. It's funny you say that because our very first cannabis cup up, up in Clio this past uh, summer. That's how we met Spartan, because we were we were wearing our very first shirts that we ever made, and he had heard our podcast on the Mitch Bros Grow Show, and he saw us and stopped us. Right on. Sat there, sat there, and talked for about ten minutes. Yeah, it's smart. Like even if you don't like have a brand that you're building, or you just have like a re- you're smaller or whatever, put it on the back. You never know which one of your friends is going to be at the cup and say what's up and like, hey man, check out some of my dank. Absolutely. Yeah, but, I'd uh, love to go to a cup one of these times, but it's like I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like literally, it's four and a half hour drive just to the nearest stoplight, mm-hmm. let alone a cannabis event. Damn. Uh, you're just going to have to fly guys, out for a weekend. You guys are my cannabis event. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, all right. And uh, I got a shout out for sure. All the frugal Jedis and Sith out there and the council here. I mean, I, I thank you guys for coming on. And I got to thank my sponsors, Bad Bunny, Mantis Genetics, Easy Swap Pots. Uh, most of them have discount codes or... Promo codes going with uh, Abolish. Use those. Great companies. I use all of them. Uh, got to shout out Beautiful Missy. I can't get anything done without her. And uh, on that note, I just want everybody to have a dank night and may the frugal force be with you. Oh. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> uh, Lloyd. Shh. Just go. Damn, boy. Push the goddamn button. You heard what she said.